When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We're back with Michael Alago, the star of Who the Fuck Is That Guy? The Fabulous Journey of Michael Alago and the author of I Am Michael Alago, Breathing Music, Signing Metallica, Beating Death. We're going to go all over the place here with Michael on some bonus material, which seems very fitting. So here we go, Michael. I'm curious in this incredible new age of music documentaries if you saw What Happened, Miss Simone, and what your thoughts were. Did it line up with the person and the artist you know? Oh, absolutely. I thought it was a fantastic movie. Coincidentally, another movie came out about Nina Simone that didn't get a lot of fanfare the way that one did, but uh, it's equally as good. It's by Jeff Lieberman, and it's called The Amazing Nina Simone. His doc felt a little more personal to me, but I believe it's Liz Garber who made What Happened, Miss Simone. She did a wonderful job, and they covered all sides of Nina, the good and the bad. And, you know, you've got to do that in order for people to, uh, I guess, appreciate who an artist is and what they've gone through their whole life. So I, I, I thought both of those documentaries were beautifully done. I only saw What Happened, Miss Simone, but I think it's beautiful. It's great. Incredible. I think I want to see it again soon. A lot of your photos that you make seem to be via Polaroid. What do you like about working with Polaroid film? Well, I've always loved working with Polaroid film because it's instant, you know? I love instant because I don't have a lot of patience. I love instant because it's so nice sitting there with the subject and we see and laying these images out on the table and you immediately see them develop before your eyes. Um, so that's an exciting process in itself. You're not sending them out to a, to a laboratory or anything. You're seeing everything there. And the, the color of a Polaroid is very almost magical. It's very saturated. And the, the colors are just kind of like brilliant. I love that Polaroids are almost in a square. And uh, like I said to you earlier, they're immediate. And when you're sitting there with the subject, seeing them develop, it's a very exciting process. I wish I hadn't have a Polaroid camera anymore. I always like to doodle, doodle on the edges and like press the corners. I never did that. <laughs> Polaroid officially closed their plant in 2008. Another company called Impossible Project took over. I never had much success with their film. I didn't like it. I actually returned a lot of the film. And so I decided until Polaroid comes back again, 
I'm going to use my iPhone and shoot with um, Hipstamatic. And that's also a square. I love anything in a square. And I mostly these days just shoot rock and roll performers, believe it or not, or people who are heavily tattooed or flowers. Um, there hasn't really been anything racy about the uh, black and white images. And that's okay. That everything has to be so racy. And I'm working, I would like to eventually put out a black and white portrait book as well. Um, but, you know, one thing at a time, as they say. So I know you keep up with a ton of music. Can you tell us about any, like, exciting bands or just anything you're into these days musically? Uh, for me, I still love things very heavy. There's a band that I've loved for the last four years called Ether Coven. They're from South Florida. They are brutal, brutal. And I love every waking moment of it. They have a new record out on Good Fight Music called The Relationship Between the Hammer and the Nail that says it all. <laughs> They're marvelous. I think this is their third or fourth album. I love these two black metal bands who have records coming out soon. Uh, one band is called Necrofire from Houston. And the other band is called uh, Black Anvil. And they're from the, the New York tri-state area. I listen to, I love Ghost, the band Ghost, but they're not really metal. They've almost become like a hard pop band, but I love the character of Papa, you know? Um, is, the stage show is brilliant, you know? And if you've never seen Ghost, all you folks out there, Google, YouTube their videos. Really very, very special artist, Ghost. Those are the few things that I'm listening to. Ether Coven, Necrofire, Ghost, and Black Anvil. All right. I'm sure there's lots more, but those are the things that immediately come to mind because they're on the top of the pile <laughs> of all the CDs or the vinyl. In your storied A&R career, was there ever a band that got away, one that you were desperate to sign and it just didn't happen? Well, a lot of people ask me that question as well, which is okay, and I understand it. But my mind doesn't think that way. The only thing I could tell you is that I only sign artists that I really believed in. Uh, you asked me, was there one that got away? No, but I do wish I could have or would have signed Slayer. You know, uh, they're up there for me with Metallica. They are extraordinary musicians. They are also brutal. They had a great stage show. I love Gary Holt in the band. He's really a very special human being and musician. Um, but, you know, during that time, you know, they were getting being courted by Rick Rubin. They got signed by Rick Rubin. And I was just busy doing other things. You know, life happens. It's no regret. But if you ask me if I could have signed one other band that I didn't sign, and not necessarily that got away, but just didn't sign, I would say it would definitely 100% be Slayer. That's perfect. They're, they're still killing it out there. Okay, so you have seen pretty much all the bands ever. Every time I ask you if you saw so-and-so, the answer is yes. What did I ask you the other day? If you saw the Screamers, and you were like, yeah, I saw them at Hurrah in 74. So I know it's an impossible question, but can you tell us, I, I said top five live show experiences, but I know that's probably impossible. So if, you know, a few shows, a few live experiences that maybe stand out to you. Sure. I saw um, on separate occasions the Germs and the uh, Avengers at the Mabuhay Gardens in uh, San Francisco. I went with Don Vinyl from the group The Offs, and he took me to both those events. That's what they certainly were, were events, 77. But early on, the first two things I do remember seeing 
on the West Coast for the Germs and the Avengers. And it was brilliant. And I was, you know, I have no fear of walking up to anybody. And I walked up to Penelope and Danny Furious and I asked them if I could um, come to their rehearsal the next day and take pictures of them. And they let me come to the rehearsal and I got some really cool pictures, black and white pictures of the Avengers from the next day. Why I never spoke to Darby Crash who in my, in my mind right now, because you and I have discussed the germs, I'm having a renaissance in my head with the germs right now. Um, I recently on eBay bought a seven inch box set that had a patch and a button and a, a singles. And, you know, I'm listening to that first album again that Joan Jett produced. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I don't know why I'm having this renaissance in my head. I guess because uh, you know I feel there was nobody like them ever. They were a very controversial band. You either hated them or you loved them. Uh, I happen to love Darby Crash. I thought he was the most adorable thing I ever saw. So Michael, it seems to me that you're a guy who likes surprises. So I think that Other Steve has a story for you. Take it away, Other Steve. I have just one question. Yes, sir. I believe. I have a one degree of separation from Michael Alago. <laughs> one of those bands who was good and not great that had a developmental deal with Electra in probably 84, 85. So we got some money from you guys. It was my younger brother, Scott. And I believe we spent a day walking around New York City with you. You bought him a jacket, like this kind of dark bluish denim jacket with fringe on it. It was a, one of those weird days that I will never forget. It was, it was a very cool day. What was the name of the band? It was just Scott Folsom. Oh, my God. Listen to me. The song, listen <laughs> to me. Oh, oh yeah, I yeah. went to Bangor, Maine to see him. <laughs> I loved Scott. Oh, wow. It didn't work, So, but Columbia wound up finding him. Oh, my gosh. Scott is your brother? Yeah, he's my little brother. Oh, how beautiful. And does he still make music? Barely. Okay. He uh, has had a restaurant on the coast of Maine for like 20 years. It has a big marina, a seafood restaurant, which tourists love when they come to Maine. And then in the winters, he lives at a ski area in Maine. So he still kind of plays. He actually just made a really nice recording that he's been working on for about 10 years. He finally put something out. Oh, could you could you get, get me that recording? Oh, sure. I almost just cried. When you told me that Scott's your younger brother, it just picked up my spirits. And uh, I remember loving him back then. And I probably will love his new music as well. And please, if he remembers, and I'm sure he will. No, he does. I, I was texting him through this. Tell him that I, I send my love and my regards and give him a big hug for me, please. The developmental deal was, it was very helpful in getting him there. Michael Baker. Uh, produced the tracks that we did for you guys. Michael Baker. Yeah, you're bringing <laughs> up all the names now. And then the Columbia thing, you know, fizzled. It was a nice record. This Phil Chapman produced it. Wow, I know Phil Chapman, yeah. They did it in England. It was an okay record in Columbia, you know, put one in every record store in the country, and, and we did a very short amount of touring, and that was that. Sometimes, unfortunately, it's like that. Oh, Steve, that's so nice to hear that Scott is your brother. Very cool. Really, do send my love and hugs and regards. And get me the new record. Okay. When you have it, 
So, Sonia, you can add Scott Folsom to the <laughs> list of new things that I'm going to be listening to in 2022. Yeah, Steve, edit that in. <laughs> Please do. Aww. Michael, I was going to say that how could, I don't think anybody could ever forget you after meeting you. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Wait, so were you with your brother on this shopping expedition? We were still living in Maine. And then he, he moved to New York because of that deal, I think because he had money and he did a whole bunch of songwriting stuff. So he, he ended up moving to New Jersey and living there for a couple of years, and making the record finally. And, but that got him out of Maine and got him down there. Oh. Michael Alago is the star of the documentary film, Who the Fuck Is That Guy? The Fabulous Story of Michael Alago. If you enjoyed this teaser, have a listen to the complete podcast episode on your favorite podcast provider. Please follow, subscribe, and share. And thanks for listening to All Music Podcasts, a member of Pantheon Media. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.